There it is. Yeah. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Wow. Yeah, I could get, uh... Wait, are we starting already? It's Dad Verb, episode 14. Hello everyone, welcome to Dad Verb. My name is Roger Williams. In this episode, my guest is Steve Roy. He's the founder of the blog EndingTheGrind.com and his new project SingleDadFitDad.com. Last year, Steve had helped me with some knee joint problems by prescribing some stretching and some exercises. I wanted to return the favor by having him on the show to talk about Single Dad Fit Dad, but I also think that you'll get a lot out of hearing the history of that old blog and his mental shift that helped him create this new project. I talk a lot about Dads with Hustle, and if you're listening to these episodes and you feel stuck in bad habits or mindset, this is the episode for you. Steve's got a little bit of a vulgar streak, so there's a parental advisory on this one. This is Steve Roy on Dadverb. So Steve, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, keeping busy. How about you? (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Yes. You, are you back to training a little bit here yes. and there? Yep, a little bit here and there. Um, you know, my knees uh, don't hurt as much uh, as they used to. And uh, when they do, they um, they spring back, spring back uh, pretty quickly. So uh, thanks for uh, all the tips on the stretching and some of the exercises. It's really helped, really helped a lot. Sure. Yeah, how's the family? Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, all the little ones got some pneumonia, but he's uh, you know, he's uh, he's hanging in there. You know, we live with it. All right, uh, it's all right, it's all right. How how are your kids? Uh, they're doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's been a bit of struggle with with the X, but um, yeah. overall, they're they're hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. So how old are they now? Uh, nine and six. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. How old are your boys? Uh, so I got three and a half and seven. Okay. Yeah. It's good stuff, huh? <laughs> it's awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's so, work? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, work is good. Work is good. Um, just working on a bunch of different things right now. And uh, yeah, how about you? Real good, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just training. Yeah. yeah, doing my thing, training full time. Yeah, it's it's going really well. It's going really well. So uh, I can't complain. It's uh, it's it's nice out today. It's yeah. It's, it's it's going great. I sit outside and do my thing, and I either train outside or or write outside. So um, works out pretty well. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. So uh, what's this new thing you're working on? It's uh, the um, single fit dad. Yeah, single dad fit dad. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Single dad, fit dad. Yeah. So uh, how did, how did you get started with that? Um, well, um, you know, I kind of knew that, um, I wanted to be doing something in the fitness arena. Um, you know, ending the grind was my passion. And, and, you know, after a couple of years, I just, I couldn't figure out a way to transition it to a business. Um, you know, there wasn't something concrete or tangible to sell, you know, being it's hard to sell motivation. So I started looking um, just at things that I've been doing 
um, you know, things that I was really good at and things I love doing. And obviously fitness was at the top and, you know, I had kind of come through a big transition, uh, coming out of my divorce and went through some, some pretty heavy shit and, uh, went through a bunch of stuff and, um, decided that, you know, I felt like I could help single dads, you know, not just with the fit piece, but, um, you know, with the motivation and, and everything that comes with being a single parent or coming out of the divorce. So it's done well. I mean, it's taken off and, um, it's, um, getting as much traffic as ending the grind. And so it's doing, it's doing well. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, going back to end the grind, that's where I found you. How did that come about? How did, what was the motivation that to start that blog? <laughs> The motivation there was yeah. I hated, I mean, I hated my job. Um, I took a job in finance uh, in 2002, uh, kind of on a whim, actually. I was, I was actually waiting tables and bartending, kind of traveling the country, just kind of being a bum, but just really enjoying my life. And when I turned 30, I was out in Denver, and 30th birthday hit me hard. And I said, you know, what, what am I doing? I'm still waiting tables, and I've got a got to do something else. I've got to, I've got to get a career. So I made a couple phone calls and got an interview back in Maryland actually. Um, and just through a, a turn of events, I had no experience in finance, but a friend of a friend of a friend agreed to bring me on as kind of a junior guy. So I went out, got all my licenses, got a, you know, became a, a financial advisor, broker, whatever, and spent 12 years doing that. And I hated it. So the motivation really was, Towards the end of, of that period, um, I was working for a guy that I hated in, in a job that I hated. Basically, my office was a closet. There was no windows, and I'd go in, and I'd just sit and stare at spreadsheets all day long, and I just hated my life. And home life at that time was horrible, too. I was not getting along with my ex. Um, so there was real no real wins in my life at that point, and so I started writing out of frustration. And I wrote with passion. I wrote with a lot of anger. Um, I actually wrote at work quite a bit. I would just kind of close my door and just yeah. vent and people really resonated with it and it, it took off, yeah. you know, and then I started the yeah. podcast and I started doing guest posts and big name players in the blogging world started noticing and I started connecting with them and, you know, before long I had, you know, 20,000 visits a month and, uh, things were going awesome. Um, so, and, and, you know, I just, I just love doing it, but, uh, I um, ended up um, walking away from it in early 2012 um, to work in my marriage. It came down to, you know, my, you know, things were going really poorly at home, and and it was at a point where, you know, there all right, let's really work on this marriage and see if we can salvage it or not. And we decided to work on it, and so I. I told myself I can't do both. I mean, I was putting in 25 hours a week blogging and my full-time job, and I had two little ones. So I said it's one or the other, um, and she was never a fan of the blog either, so it wasn't uh, she wasn't supportive of that, so she was happy to see that uh -huh. gone. So I wrote one last post. I had uh, a lot – actually, I had a lot of big stuff in the pipeline. I had a partnership with um, a really successful online uh, entrepreneur – I think I would have done really well with what I was doing, but uh, I just I walked away, didn't look at it for almost two years. I mean, subsequently the marriage failed, 
and I moved out in December of that year, so we spent you know another tough year working on it. But uh, I came back to it. Yeah, at the beginning of 2014, I came back to it. But unfortunately, you know, with the passion and, and, and the drive and all the emotion that I had initially was gone because I was out of a marriage that was bad. I was out of a job that was bad. I was doing something I loved. So my writing, I think, was coming from a different place. And, um, you know, just, it just didn't take off like I wanted it to. And I kind of got disheartened um, after, you know, six or seven months and, and then I ended up reading a book um, called, I think it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Right, yeah. And basically he just discredits and slams that whole notion of follow your passion, do what you love, that kind of thing. And instead he says, um, find out what your strengths are, you know, what you've spent time doing, and then become excellent at it. And then, you know, you've got your start there. So. And I actually started looking at other things at that <clears throat> right after I read that book. Decided on fitness and you know, who could I help, and um, kind of determined that you know I felt like I would could really really resonate with and people could resonate with me and my story. Um, single dads, you know, middle aged single dads. Um, you know, it's I mean obviously we know that about fifty percent of every married man is comes divorced. You know, chances are they've got little kids, you know, they're dealing with all the stress, emotional stuff, the financial ruin, all the shit that goes with it. And then trying to get back into the game of dating, you know, after, you know, a certain amount of time and all of that. And, and I know I went through it all. And, you know, as a trainer, I've been a trainer for a long time and I gave up on fitness. I mean, I gave up completely. I, st- I ate like shit, stopped exercising. I didn't care. And uh, so I know it's happening every single day to thousands of guys. And so, you know, I wanted to share my story of, hey, you know, I, I spent, you know, 10 years uh, in a really, you know, not a great place. You know, I was in a, a pretty bad marriage for a long time and with my job. So it was really my kids that were keeping me, you know, from losing my shit. Um, so coming out of it, you know, I was reborn, but, you know, I had to go through a period where it was just awful, terrible being away from my kids. And, um, you know, I, I lost, uh, I didn't have a lot beforehand, but, you know, I came out and I had two nickels to rub together and a really high alimony and child support payment. And, you know, um, yeah, that's kind of uh, where all that started. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were bartending and waiting tables, you were doing the fitness thing at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I started training in 1997. So it was always part-time though. Um, you know, I worked at just different clubs, hotels, I mean, just all over the place. Um, and uh, when I got back to Maryland, even when I took my full-time job, I, I kept it a part of my life. You know, I would actually get up at four o'clock in the morning drive 45 minutes down towards DC from where I am, train one or two clients and then drive back and then work my full-time job that I hated and then come home and then, um, you know, I had the kids and everything. So, uh, there were, it were long days, pretty miserable. My wife didn't work the entire time we were married eight and a half years. So, you know, all the financial burden was on me. So, you know, I felt like I had to hustle and, and make it happen because I still wasn't making a great deal of money at my job. So, you know, the medium, I mean, in the D.C. metro area, you know, most families, you know, 
have two working parents um, and I wasn't making a lot of money. So trying to get by on one income was hard, really hard. So yeah, I had to hustle and, and you know, I can go down to, you know, right outside of DC. There's a lot of, a lot of money down there. So I could go down there and make 80, 90, hundred dollars an hour to train and then, and then come back and do my job. So did that for, for a long time. Wow. So when, when did, uh, when did you stop training? When did you stop exercising? Um, only, well, I mean, throughout the marriage, it came in waves, but, uh, it really hit me uh, after I, after I, um, I left. So I moved out in December of 2012, got an apartment. Um, the agreement was that I'd get my two daughters every single weekend, um, which was great, you know? Um, but, uh, I got really, uh, I was really kind of down, um, on everything, um, I, and I knew I, I made the right decision by leaving. I mean, no doubt in my mind, no regrets, but it was still extremely difficult to be away from the girls. Um, yeah. It was very sad, and I was still at my job, and it was, the job was getting worse. They had they had kind of pulled a bait and switch on me at, at, at my office, and I was just not happy at all. And so, yeah, I just I came home, and literally I would come home from work, you know, I actually I stopped at McDonald's almost every night, and I would get a Big Mac meal with a chocolate shake, an apple pie. I mean, that's probably God knows 2,500 calories, some crazy shit. I mean, but oh. every night, I didn't mm-hmm. care. And then I go home, and literally, I'd watch the movie Seven Pounds over and over and over. And that's, I mean, it's pretty sad. I found it extremely sad. So, I mean, literally, I would just sit there and cry for for a couple of hours. I'd watch, you know, the saddest videos I could possibly find on YouTube, and I did that for months. I mean, like six, seven months straight. And, um, you know, the wake up call for me was a friend of mine. Um, she is somebody that I had worked with and kind of had been in touch with once in a great while. And I reached out to her. She had gone through a divorce and, um, just met up at a bar one night and just kind of shared my story. And she just laid into me about being a, a sorry sack of shit more or less. And that I was, you know, feeling sorry for myself and, um, you know, I had too much to live for. And what really hit me was um, she uh, she's like, you know, your kids need a happy father. I mean, they have to, you know, they can't they can't have a dad that's moping around in sad all the time. They need a happy dad. And um, and she shared a story and, and some photos of a, a good friend of hers who was my age, kids, same age, was diagnosed with, I believe it was liver kidney cancer i think maybe testicular it was it was a cancer um can't remember which which cancer it was but he was diagnosed and didn't last long um and he died and so that you know that story i mean she was showing me pictures of how happy he was with his new wife he had been married before and his you know with his little kids and she's like you know you got to get your shit together man you know, and that's uh, that's what did it for me it was about a two hour conversation you know she ripped me apart and I needed it, went home, put on my shoes, and went running wow. at night after the bar. And I mean, I, I lasted maybe 10 minutes. I mean, I was a mess. Yeah. I was so out of shape. But I ran the next day, and then the next, and the next, and the next. And before long, I was back in the gym, and then never stopped. Hasn't stopped since then. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, come, yeah almost two years, I think, since, uh, since that happened. Um, and so now, I mean, yeah, I got really fit. I went crazy and, and started changing everything, my diet, everything. And my confidence was really bad for a long time. And it's, you know, it's 
back up there. I feel really good. Um, and I, you know, like I said, I quit my job and, and took another job running a gym, which uh, ended up not working out after about five months. And for the last year and a few months now, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm self-employed. I, I do training. That's it. My full-time job is traveling, training clients, and, and writing, working on this site. I mean, it's literally a dream. I mean, I have all the flexibility. I work with who I want. You know, I work outside. So it's been it's been really good, but it's, you know, 180 degrees from where I was a few years ago. I mean, I couldn't have imagined a bigger change in my life. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. And what's amazing is uh, how fast you sprung back from – you know, being totally out of shape mm-hmm. to, so for someone who is, you know, feels out of shape and they're like, Oh, you know, I'm just so far gone. I mean, what do you, what do you recommend? I mean, what, what do you, what could they expect for the timeline from them to be now to like getting, getting healthy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends on a number of factors. I mean, lifestyle to genetics, to motivation, to, I mean, everything, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, but for me, it was, it was a lot easier because one, you know, I've been training and I know, you know, how to train and how to eat to get back into shape. I mean, most people don't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, someone that's committed and, and, and understands what they're doing and just, um, decides to, um, exercise, it doesn't have to be hardcore training, but exercise, three to five times a week, you know, they need to use weights. They need to incorporate some kind of cardiovascular exercise. Um, they can see great progress, but uh, you know, a very overweight person will see a bigger weight drop, you know, someone that's, you know, kind of the typical hard gainer, you know, the thin guy may have a harder time, but it, it really is. Uh, I mean, what, put, what you put into it as far as intensity, you know, most people yeah. don't put a lot into it. You know, they go through the motions of working out, but there's no real, um, you know, level of intensity behind it that's going to um, drive the, those results. And then the biggest piece, and, and I've run, um, I've got a survey that I um, I have on my website. Every time somebody opts into my uh, email list, there's one question that says, what's your biggest obstacle to, you know, um, getting fit or losing weight? Um, and it's, you know, eight times out of 10, it's diet related. So, you know, that's the big piece right there, um, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, 70, 80 percent of those results come from how you eat. But, you know, you know, the the, the guys that I'm talking to, you know, are dealing with, you know, jobs, a lot of um, there's a lot of manual labor jobs, um, you know, a lot of guys with, uh, you know, two, three, four kids on his on his own. You know, not a lot of money or time, so it's it's a struggle for sure. And the diet always, always, always falls to the wayside, yeah. and they grab whatever they can. Um, and it's it's hard for me as a trainer because you know I know what to do. I you know I tell them, but it's putting that into uh, action is really, really challenging. So um, you know what I tell everybody is first thing you have to do is track. So you know I say download my fitness pal, whatever it is whatever app you want, track your food for just three days, find out what you're eating, how many calories, where it's coming from. Then we know, you know, cause you know, someone says, well, you know, I ask, well, how are you eating? How, you know, how's your diet on a scale of one to 10? Uh, you know, six, you know, I eat pretty good. And then when you come to find out, you really look at it, it's horrible. And there's no way they're ever going to, you know, make any kind of, um, substantial progress eating that way. 
So you got to really, really pick that apart. But, you know, I've seen big transformations in, in as little as a few months. You know, it's just a matter of going for it. Wow. And you talked about, like, confidence and, uh, you know, feeling good. So do you attribute that to um, the exercise and the diet, or was that something else? Yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. Um, I mean, first of all, um, you know, I ended up dating a woman and um, – you know, we've actually so we've been dating for for about a year and a half, and she's you know that's been a big part of the confidence boost. Um, you know, being in a marriage that um, you know there's not a lot of compliments going on. So after eight years, I just I didn't feel so great about myself. Um, so that was a big piece of it. But the biggest piece, yes, is aesthetics. You know, I can look in the mirror and and feel good about you know, what I see and the change that I've seen. And, you know, I'm 43, but, you know, I still, you know, look like I did when I was 25. You know, I still have that body. So that's been a huge part of it. And it's not just aesthetics. I mean, you just you just feel great. I mean, when you're eating clean and you're training hard, you can't help. I mean, you just can't help but feel good. And because I've been so consistent with it, other than the time I got, I was injured and then I had surgery. But other than that, uh, it's been, I'm, you know, I'm there five days a week, you know, just weight training and, and interval training. And uh, that's that's definitely the big the biggest piece. So what do you mean by uh, when you say uh, eating clean? What does, what does that entail? Um, I would say, I mean, it's, it's just focusing on high quality foods. So that's kind of a, a term that gets thrown around a lot, but um, I don't eat organic. You know, I'm not a vegetarian or vegan or anything. I eat plenty of meat and stuff, but eating clean is just focusing on all of the, um, you know, it's kind of um, along the lines of a paleo style when I say clean. So I'm avoiding all the refined processed okay. products, you know, breads, Obviously, all the sugars and and all of the crap that the, the you know the normal stuff that you would think to avoid. But um, you know, even uh, I'd go so far as to um, remove dairy and grains from my diet. Actually, the best shape I was in, and this was uh, right before I got hurt last year, was when I was doing uh, you know paleo style eating. So it was just meat and vegetables and some fruit and nuts. I mean, that was pretty much it. So very, it's very challenging to eat that way, especially, you know, most of us are so used to eating tons of just heavy carbs. But when you take yeah. out rice, you take out pasta, you take out bread, you know, you're left with pretty much fruits and vegetables as your source of carbohydrates. And you just can't, you know, you can't get enough of that stuff to give you, you know, the, the carb that you, you know, the carb intake that you're no normally used to eating. So essentially it's a low carb diet, which, you know, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of, but um, I leaned out and I was feeling really good uh, when I was doing that. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. Uh, I I haven't done that so much recently. I think <laughs> I think the holidays kind of put me back into carb mode. Uh -huh. But <laughs> it's yep. so easy to do it. But uh, but definitely when um, when I start uh, eliminating things, yeah, my mood definitely changes. And I think I think it must be partly uh, the, the, the nutrients and, and, um, that you're getting or not getting, I guess, if, you know, I guess glucose is a nutrient, but you're definitely <laughs> reducing that. But I think it's also just 
the, the decision, like the conscientious part of it, I think really changes my mood when I'm just, you're eating with intention. Yep. And, uh, I, I, it, it definitely just heightens kind of your awareness and your feelings of well-being. I totally agree. It's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, I mean, it does become like a mindset. I mean, if you're just kind of eating whatever is on hand, it's not motivating. But, um, you know, if you know what you're eating and you can feel good about it, you know, I think yeah. it becomes – it does become mental uh, a mental thing. And it's powerful actually. You know, if, yeah. if you've got your, let's say, for example, if you've got three days of meals planned out and they're already prepared and sitting in your refrigerator and you know that after you eat that, you're getting stronger. I mean, you're literally, you can feel your body, you know, like that's how I envision it when I do it. And I can feel myself getting stronger and, and leaner when I eat really good foods. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get back into that. You know, I was a, I was I was a vegetarian for over 20 years, and uh, a big part of that was just for the fact that uh, I was eating with intention, mm-hmm. you know, and just I was making conscious decisions about what I was eating like all the time, and it 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 definitely changed, uh, you know, my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's actually yeah. it's funny because my one of my clients I've had been training her. It's a woman. She's um, been training her for. Uh, over a year, um, and she's a vegetarian, but she's extremely mindful. I mean, really meticulous about her food. But when I look at her results, she actually has lost 200 pounds over the course of, uh, I think, three years now. Wow. Uh, it's it's insane, the transformation. But, you know, she doesn't count calories. She just, she just eats, and it's, it's, she just eats really smart, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it, it's it noticed. I mean, she's made, you know, since I've been training her, she's probably lost 40 pounds. And uh, every week it was the same thing. Down another three pounds, down another three pounds, down another three pounds. So consistent because, I mean, her diet was spot on. And uh, it was it, it was a mental thing for her. Wow. So what does – so a guy listening right now mm-hmm. and who says, man, this sounds great, like, what what should I start with first? What, what's what would you recommend that they start doing today or tomorrow? Well, uh, you know, a basic, uh, you know, someone that's just starting out that maybe has taken off a number of years or haven't hasn't really done much exercise at all. Um, you know, I always say get the get the basics under control. So, the you know, people always want to run to you know, hey, what's the greatest supplement? Can I take this pre workout? You know, it's creatine work. I don't even ever talk about supplements with anybody until they have all the basics dialed in. Um, you know, the first one being sleep, especially guys our age. We need sleep a yeah. little bit more than – it's more important to our recovery than a 20-year-old dude. So, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep, got to have it, okay? Mm. You got to drink your water, okay? Cut out all the other crap. Half a gallon to a gallon of water, you got to have that. You know, I tell people to pop a multivitamin. You know, most diets are – really really off as far as you know the the minerals and the vitamins and trace minerals that they need so you know it's a cheap way to get that maybe you know maybe they get all that assimilated maybe they don't but still a a good idea um you know and just start moving you know i don't say let's do this this and this i say if you're sitting on your ass and you you don't know where to start let's start moving right start doing more than you were doing before 
you start walking. You know, I, I'm not going to set somebody up on a crazy program of, all right, you need to strength train three times a week. You know, we need to do cardio and, you know, da, da, da. No, you know, for, for someone just starting out, uh, or again, if you had a layover, a lot of the guys that I work with have have done nothing since college. So for 20 years, they've been doing nothing. Yeah. So we start slow, you know, biggest thing, let's not get injured, right? So, you know, a lot of guys our age have injuries or had sports injuries or have nagging issues. I don't want to aggravate those. And, you, you know, I don't want to just tell someone, all right, do this, this, and this, because, you know, there's a good chance that that's going to make things worse. So, you know, we just move slowly into it. But, um, you know, what I would tell people is, you know, Water, sleep, multivitamin, start moving more. You know, ideally we want, you know, ideally we want to be, be, be exercising three days a week to start. Okay, and you have to use weights. Again, this is, you know, I just started offering some online coaching where I'm taking on clients um, kind of on a longer term basis um, to kind of, you know, teach people exactly how to do it and walk them through it. But, um you know, three days a week, I don't care if you join a gym, you work out at home, you know, you do it at a park, it doesn't matter. We can do it with body weights, dumbbells, kettlebells, anything you have, we can make a workout. But uh, just have to be careful. You know, you really have to be careful when, when trying to get back into exercising. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of guys fall into the trap of going to YouTube. They'll find something that looks cool. They'll see the CrossFit games or something, and they'll try to do, you know, kettlebell swings and jerks and you know snatches and end up getting killed doing that stuff you know you're going to hurt yourself and i see it all the time so you know you got to start slow you got to stretch you know i tell people everybody foam roll buy a foam roller use it stretch warm up you know the basics i mean these are basic things but most people don't do them you know hmm. they, they i mean it just they don't i mean it's my experience you know, guys do not want to go through that. They want fast results. They want to, you know, lift heavy. You know, they want, I mean, and they want to take shortcuts. So they'll look for supplements. I mean, supplements are huge, huge, huge among guys uh, our age, you know, looking for an edge. I mean, I take some, but that's, you know, I know what I'm doing with them. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I tell people to start with. I mean, get all those things in place and then we'll talk about more advanced things and, you know, building programs and, and, you know, incorporating different types of exercises and, but, uh, that, that's, that's the basics. Huh. Wow. That's excellent. Um, so <laughs> the last things I wanted to talk to you about, um, is, uh, on your ending the grind, um, one of the ways I found you, and I don't remember where the source was. Mm -hmm. um, it was a link somewhere, uh, <laughs> but it was, but it was for, from that uh, yes. that Penelope trunk. <laughs> thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> the infamous so, interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you still have that up? So yep. it's you know it's definitely a huge lead generation for yes. you, but it's got to be like still kind of gut-wrenching, right? <laughs> yes. I, I try not to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's painful. I've listened to it a few times, you know, afterwards, you know, more than a few times, but it's it's pretty painful. Um, 
yeah, I just it just caught me off guard, and you know, she, she you know presented some things that I wasn't prepared for, and kind of was in denial about. But you know, looking back, yeah. you know, I see her points. But you know, the biggest takeaway was, you know, I mean, what not only what it helped did for me, but yeah. I mean, you saw the, the the aftermath. There were I don't even know 350 comments. I mean, everything blew up. You know, just the traffic went crazy, and I was getting emails left and right, and it was pretty wild. It was pretty yeah. wild. So um, it was an eye-opening experience, <laughs> yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. So what what was what were your takeaways from from that conversation? I mean, not just you know from what uh, you know the comments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but what she had to say did it did it affect you? Did it change your decisions at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I just kept harping on the fact that, you know, my point was, you know, here I am, I'm, you know, leave me alone. I'm trying to build a blog. I'm trying to build a community. And she just yeah. giving, why, 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 why? You're wasting your time. It's stupid. Um, yeah. You know, your blog is not a business. And, I'm, you know, yeah. and I kept saying, well, it will be, it will be, it will be. She said, well, you're not selling yeah. anything. You know, what are you going to sell? What do you want to do with yourself? What are you going to do with your – what are you going to do with this? Do you want to be a coach? Yeah. Do you want to be a writer? Do you want to be a speaker? I said, I don't know. I don't have it. I don't know. I'm not really sure. So I didn't, yeah. I mean, the, the, the takeaway for me was, you know, I realized that there was no business. It was, I mean, it was a hobby. I mean, my, my kind of yeah. warped vision was, Hey, this will turn into something because people love it. You know, I mean, I'm a good writer. People love my stuff. You know, I'm getting tons of engagement. You know, I've got all these opportunities but I didn't have any plan. I mean, I had been doing that for, I don't know what it was. It was a year into it at least. And, um, I didn't have any clue what the hell I was doing as far as I had no business plan. I was just essentially pissing away time. I mean, it was a hobby. I loved it. And to be honest, I needed it. I needed an out because I was so miserable at home that that was my happy place. So, you know, I would come home and play with the girls, put them to bed, I'd go downstairs, I'd go on the computer, and my now ex-wife would sit and watch television. She'd go to bed, and I'd stay up for an extra hour or two, and I'd just write, but I loved doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's part of why, you know, when I started it back up, I still didn't have a plan. And after six or seven months, and I read that book, and I'm like, you know what? There's there's no business here. You know, I just I can't continue doing this. I mean, I still write once in a while for it, just to keep it alive. But, um, yeah, so I have to be able to offer something. If I'm ever going to make a living as an online entrepreneur, which is what I want to do, I have to have a, a product or service that, you know, I can sell and people want. And, you know, I didn't have that with that, with that site. So, you know, that's kind of why I branched out. Yeah. Huh. And I love the fact that she said, you know what you should do is take this recording and turn it into uh-huh. something that people can download and uh, call it, you know, Penelope Trunk you know, kicks you in the ass or whatever. And you did that. I did and, she pre- and she predicted that it would blow up. Yep. And it did. That's it blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in touch with her, you know, not for a while now, but afterwards we'd email back and forth all the time and told, you know, told her where i was doing and you know to ask bounce things off of her and you know she'd give me you know her take on stuff and uh, well, that's cool so you have a good relationship with her that's yeah cool. i did yeah i mean I, I i thanked her and you know yeah. there were definitely no hard feelings 
You know, I was okay. getting pissed off. Obviously, she got pissed off and lost her patience <laughs> with me. And I couldn't understand what she was talking about. Like, I, I didn't get it. You know, I just did not get it. To me, like, yeah. I was in, and this happens to a lot of people, you just get in blog mode and you think that you're going to be the next great thing and your blog is going to explode and you're going to make millions of dollars from it. And, you know, that mindset had really taken taken control of me. Um, a little bit delusional, I guess. But um, at the same time, you know, I just, I just loved what I was doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And here you are. I mean, if you didn't have that, that experience and that blog, you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be talking. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, really, really good learning experience. I mean, I met a lot of yeah. awesome people, but I learned a lot about internet business. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't ever want to go back to, to an office job. And, oh, yeah. you know, that's why I'm really pushing, you know, the single dad fit dad. Um spend a lot of time creating content videos and social media you know, outreach just trying to help as many people as I can. So, um, yeah, yeah I've got a couple of products in the works and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Oh, awesome. So, okay. I have a business related question for you. Yeah. So, you know, you put out a lot of content. Do you offer any of your, um, services for free or any like introductory, um, workouts or anything like that for people um i do but it's on an individual basis so i know i have a lot of free content i don't i don't put a, a lot of stuff that is detailed workouts only because um everyone's different you know i'm not yeah. going to put out hey do this 30 minute workout it's awesome because yeah. you know it's going to be wrong for a lot of people you know i put I out know. a couple of recent workouts like how you know how to train with a bunch of heavy rocks you know and that's stuff you can do and i gave you know 10 or 12 examples and i shot myself you know working out with a tire sled you know and that that's kind of fun stuff but no i've actually worked with a, a number of guys mostly through facebook that have reached out to me um that's kind of the sounding board the facebook is is yeah. kind of where i meet a lot of these guys and and they're struggling, and I say, if you if you're committed enough, and you remember, and you shoot me an email, tell me your deal, I will help you. And so I've I've done that quite a bit actually. I've I've written programs, um, helped out people with diets, um, you know, all those things um, for free. I haven't charged anybody. So, <clears throat> you know, at some point that's not going to be scalable. It's not. It's going to be tough. I mean, as this grows, I'm going to continue to try to do that as much as I can. But, you know, at some point, you know, I have to start creating revenue that's why i launched this program i offered up you know eight spots you know and it's not yeah. it's not it's not um, inexpensive but compared to hiring an in-person trainer it's it's cheaper so you know yeah. I, I just basically walk them through everything we talk every week we shoot you know i shoot all their videos i walk them through everything set up all their meal plans you know we do everything is customized for the person um you know and it's it's you know six twelve or eighteen week programs so um yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I'm getting ready to, to launch a, a book um, that's actually geared towards men that are dealing with you probably heard of man boobs, right? Men that kind of yeah. yeah so it's it's how to how to help with that. So that's uh, something that I'll be uh, re releasing pretty soon too. And but you know, assuming I have the time, I mean, I'm always going to be there trying to help people if someone you know needs something. Yeah, and and a lot of guys that I that are my readers, my fans, they're single dads. Ads, they don't have a lot of money, so it's not like oh, I'll just give you know Steve a thousand bucks. They're struggling, you know. They're making you know thirty grand a year from middle of the country. You know, the, a lot of these guys can't afford to pay me, you 
you know, uh, for personal training. So, you know, I'm going to do what I can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So what's, what's the name of that program? Uh, it's just my online uh, coaching program. I don't actually have like a name for it. It's, uh, it's on my blog, singledadfitdad.com, yeah. but it's under online coaching. Yeah. It's just okay. basically geared towards dads. So at the very bottom of the page, you'll see there's a bunch of requirements that need to be met before I will consider working with somebody because I, I'm not looking to work with just Joe Schmo. It's, it's a very specific type of guy that I want to work with and that I can help, that I know I can help. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm going for right now and you know, definitely going to be creating a lot of products, but yeah, someone sends me an email, they're going to get, you know, my best effort on how I can help them. And I've got, God, man, a lot of conversations going. I think I have four different Johns right now that I'm going back and forth with. And I can't, it's really hard for me to keep them straight because (laughs) like, Oh shit, I got to go back and read this. And is it this guy or is it this guy? So, but I, mean, I just love doing it though. I mean, there's just not enough time in the day. I mean, I work from 7 a.m. to 9 o'clock at night. Wow. I don't ever stop. You know, I, I shoot out, I go train, I'll drive back, you know, get back on the computer, I'll go back out. You know, I have between, usually between two and four clients a day, depending. Um, and then the rest of my time is, is just doing, doing my stuff here online. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know you've you've helped me a lot, uh, and uh, thank you for that. Um, it's probably the early what was it last year? Yeah, yeah. last year. Yep. So uh, it, yeah, it was August. I think August of 2014. Yeah, that um, yeah, we, were, we were chatting. But yeah, I mean, if you know, if you want to share this, you know, people are, are more than welcome to to email me at Steve at singledadfitdad.com if they have any questions. You know, like I said, I don't know. I don't charge, you know, people if they, you know, if they say, hey, can you give me a hand with this? Or what do you think of this? Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help out. But if someone's looking for hardcore coaching and wants that personal attention, then yes, you know, that's that's uh, something that I offer now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for uh, spending this uh, time with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with everything. Yeah, my pleasure. Of course, um, anything I can help you with, you know, you got my my info. So. Yeah. Glad to, to offer up anything I can uh, do to help. All right, man. We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. We'll see you. You got it. Bye. Thanks again to my guest, Steve Roy from singledadfitdad.com. Our theme song is from King Pelican. You can support them at king-pelican.com and download some of their great music. You can support DadVerb by liking the Facebook page at facebook.com dadverb and post any comments or suggestions for future guests. And we'll see you next time on DadVerb. Mm-hmm.